Sunfire, and today I've decided to start a new series of episodes where I will be reading to you straight from the text, Warriors, the Super Edition, Yellow Thing Secret, and a reaction to it. In this sequence, I'm trying to make my voice as clear as possible for your experience. I have not read this book. I am going to be reacting with complete honesty, and even reading the exclusive manga inside. So without further ado, let's get started. Yellow Flying Secret by Aaron Hunter Special thanks to Charedith Baldry. I'm not going to be reading all the allegiances, but I'll give you the rundown. Shadow Clan's leader is Setter Star. He's a dark, very dark gray tom with a white belly. His deputy is Stone Tooth, and his medicine cat is Sage Whisker. The, the kits are fe well. We have the kits are Featherstorm, who has ragged kit, ragged kit and Scorch Kit, and Bright Fat Bright Fat Flower has Yellow Kit, Nut Kit, and Rowan Kit, and then we have Pool Cloud. Brackenfoot is Yellowkit's father. Thunderclan. Our leader of Thunderclan currently is Pinestar, and his deputy is Sunfall. Their medicine cat is Goosefeather, and his apprentice is Featherpaw. Queens are Moonflower and Poppydawn, and, and its elders are Weedwhisker, Mumblefoot, Larkson. Windclan. Its leader is Heatherstar, Deputy is Reedfeather, Medicine Cat is Hawkheart. Tallpaw is an apprentice. River Clan's leader is Hailstar, his deputy is Shellheart. His medicine cat is Milkfur, who is who has an apprentice, Bramblepaw. Cats outside the clans are Marmalade, Pixie, Red, Boulder, Jay, and Hall. Prologue. Starlight shone down into a large cavern through a ragged hole in the roof. The faint silver sheen was just enough to show a tall rock jutting from the floor in the center of the cave, flanked by soaring rock walls, and at one side, the dark gaping hole of the tunnel entrance. So it sounds like the medicine cats are visiting the moonstone. The shadows in the mouth of the tunnel thickened, and six cats emerged into the cavern. Their leader, a speckled gray tom with clumped, untidy fur, pattered up to the rock and turned to face the others. Sagebrisker, Hawkheart, Milkfur, he began, so they are medicine cats, nodding to each cat as he named them. We, the medicine cats of the four clans, are here to carry out one of our most important ceremonies, the creation of a new medicine cat apprentice. Two more cats lingered by the tunnel entrance, their eyes huge in the half-light. One of them shuffled his paws as if they were had frozen to the cold stone. For Star Clan's sake, Goosefeather, get on with it, Hawkheart muttered with an impatient twitch of his tail. Goosefeather glared at him and then turned to two young cats by the tunnel. Featherpaw, are you ready? he asked. 
The bigger of the two, a silver-pelted Tom, gave a nervous nod. I guess so, he meowed. Then come here and stand before the moonstone, Goosefeather directed. Soon it will be time to share tongues with StarClan. Featherpaw hesitated, but I, I don't know what to say when I meet our ancestors. You'll know, said the other young cat, told him. Her white pelt glimmered as she touched his shoulder with her muzzle. It'll be awesome, you'll see, just as it was when I became Milkfur's apprentice. Thanks, Bramblepaw, Featherpaw replied. He padded up to Goosefeather, while Sagewhisker, Milkfur, and Hawkheart sat a couple of tail lengths away. Bramblepaw took her place at her mentor's side. Suddenly, the moon appeared through the hole in the roof, shedding a dazzling white light into the cave. Featherpaw halted and blinked in astonishment as the moonstone woke into glittering life blazing with silver. Goosefeather stepped towards forward to stand over him. Featherpaw, he meowed, is it your wish to share the deepest knowledge of StarClan as a ThunderClan medicine cat? Featherpaw nodded. Yes, he replied, his voice coming out as a breathless croak. He cleared his throat and tried again. It is. Then follow me. Goosefeather turned, beckoning with his tail, and took the few paces that brought him close to the moonstone. His pale blue eyes shone like twin moons as he spoke. Warriors of StarClan, I present to you this apprentice. He has chosen the path of a medicine cat. Grant him your wisdom and insight so that he may understand your ways and heal his clan to in accordance to your will. Flicking his tail at Featherpaw, he whispered, Lie down here and press your nose against the stone. Quickly, Featherpaw obeyed, settling himself close to the stone and reaching out to touch its glimmering surface with his nose. The other medicine cats moved up beside him, taking similar positions all around the stone. In the silence and the brilliant light, the new medicine cat apprentice closed his eyes. Featherpaw's eyes blinked open and he sprang to his paws. He was standing in chest-deep lush grass in a clearing of sunlit forest. Above his head, the trees rustled in, warm, in a warm breeze. The air was laden with the scent of prey and damp fern. Hi, Featherpaw. The young Tom spun around. Approaching him through the grass was a tabby, white, tabby and white she-cat with blue eyes. She gave him a friendly flick with her tail as she drew closer. Featherpaw stared at her. Mallow fur, he gasped. I've missed you so much. I may be a warrior of Starkland now, but I am always with you, my dear Mallowfur purred. She appears to be his mother. It's good to see you here, Featherpaw. I hope it's the first time of many. I hope so too, Featherpaw responded. Mallowfur kept walking, brushing through the grass until she joined a ginger tom at the edge of the trees. Together, the two StarClan cats vanished into the undergrowth. Close to the spot where they had disappeared, another StarClan warrior crouched beside a small pool, lapping at the water. 
Hearts beats later, a squirrel dashed across the clearing and swarmed up the trunk of an oak tree, with two more of Featherpaw's starry ancestors hard on its tail. Featherpaw heard his name being called again. Hey, Featherpaw, over here. Featherpaw glanced around the clearing. His gaze fell on a black tom almost hidden in the shadows under a holly bush. He was small and skinny, his muzzle gray with age. The dark-furred cat beckoned him with his tail. Over here, he repeated, his voice low and urgent. Are your paws stuck to the ground? Featherpaw shouldered his way through the long grasses until he stood in front of the tom. Who are you? What do you want? My name is Molepelt, the cat replied. I have a message for you. Featherpaw's eyes stretched wide. A message from Starkland my first time here, he breathed. Wow, that's so great. Molepelt let out an irritable grunt. You may not think so when you've heard what it is. Go on. Molepelt fixed him with an icy green gaze. A dark force is on its way, he rasped, with the power to fear, pierce deep into the heart of Thunderclan, and it will be brought by a Shadow Clan medicine cat. What? said Featherpaw's voice rose to a high pitched squeak. That can't be right. Medicine cats have no enemies, and they don't cause trouble for other clans. Molepelt ignored his protest. A long time ago, I was the Shadow Clan medicine cat, he went on. My clan mates and I did a great wrong to another clan, a clan that belonged in the forest as much as any of us, but was driven out through our selfishness and hard-heartedness. I knew that what we did was wrong, and I have waited my heart filled with dread for the clans to be punished. Punished? How? Featherpaw asked hoarsely. The time has come. Molepelt's green eyes were wide, and they seemed to be gazing into the far distance. A poison will spring from the heart of Shadow Clan, and will spread to all the other clans. His voice became a soft, eerie wailing. A storm of blood and fire will sweep through the forest. Featherpaw glanced at the old cat in horror. Before he could speak, a powerful black and white tom pushed his way through a clump of ferns and padded up to the holly bush. Molepelt, what are you doing? he demanded. Why are you spilling all of this to the Thunderclan apprentice? You know, you don't know that this is not this is the time? Molepelt snorted. You were once my apprentice, Hollow Belly, and you don't forget it? I know I'm right. Hollow Belly glanced at Featherpaw and then back at Molepelt. Things are different now, he meowed. What do you mean? What's going to happen? Featherpaw asked, his voice shaking. Hollow Belly ignored him. There's no reason to punish Shadowclan, he continued. What happened was too long ago. The Medicine Cat Code will keep the clan safe. You're a fool, Hollow Belly, Molepelt growled. The Medicine Cat Code can do nothing to save the clans. You don't know that for sure. When Mopult did not respond, Hollow Belly turned to Featherpaw. Please, say nothing about this, he meowed. There is no need to spread alarm. Not when the future is lost in the mist, even to Starkland. Promise me that you won't tell any of your clanmates. Promise on the lives of your ancestors. Featherpaw blinked. I promise, he whispered. Hollow Belly nodded. 
Thank you, Featherpaw. Go well. Nudging Mopel to his paws, he led the old medicine cat away into the trees. Featherpaw gazed after them. After a few heartbeats, he scrambled out from under the holly bush and staggered into the sunlit clearing. Even Mole Pelt was telling the truth. It makes no sense, he said out loud. How can ThunderClan be threatened by a Shadow Clan medicine cat? Chapter 1 Shadow Clan Warriors Attack Yellow Kit burst out of the nursery and hurtled across the Shadow Clan camp. Her litter mates, Nut Kit and Rowan Kit, scurried after her. Nutkit pounced on a pine cone that lay at the foot of one of the pine trees overhanging the clearing. It's a wind clan warrior, he squealed, battle, batting it with his tiny paws. Get out of our territory. territory. Rabbit chasers, Rowan Kit flexed her claws, growling, prey stealers. Yellow Kit leaped at the straying tendril from the brambles that encircled the camp. Her paws got tangled in it, and she lost her balance, rolling over in a flurry of legs and tail. Scrambling to her feet, she crouched in front of the bramble, her teeth barred into a gra growl. Trip me up, would you? She squeaked, raking her claws across its leaves. Take that. Nutkit began to scan the clearing, peering around with narrowed amber eyes. Can you see any more Windclan warriors on our territory? he asked. Yellowkit spotted a group of elders sharing tongues and a shaft of sunlight. Yes, over there, she yelled. Nutkit and Rowankit followed her as she raced across the hard brown earth and skidded to a halt in front of the elders. Windclan warriors, Yellowkit began, trying to sound as dignified as her clan leader, Setter Star. Do you agree that Shadow Clan is the best of all the clans? Do you need to feel our claws in your fur to pursue you? Little Bird, her, her ginger pelt glowing in the warm light, sat up, giving the other elders an amused glance. No, you're far too fierce for us, she meowed. We don't want to fight. Do you promise to let our warriors cross into your territory whenever they want? Rowan Kit growled. We promise, said Silver Flame, the mother of Yellow Kit's mother, mother Bright Flower. Shadowclan has some very beautiful names. Flattened herself to the ground and blinked fearfully up at the kits. Lizard Fang cringed away from the three kits, shuffling his skinny brown limbs. Brown limbs. Shadow Clan is much stronger than us. Yes, Yellow Kit bounded into the air. Shadow Clan is the best. In her excitement, she leaped on top of Nut Kit, rolling him over and over with him in a knot of gray and brown fur. I'm going to be the best warrior. In the best clan in the forest, she thought with glee. She broke away from Nutkit and scrambled to her paws. You'll be the wind clan warrior now, she urged. I know some awesome battle moves. Battle moves, said a scornful voice that broke in. You? You're only a kit. Yellowfang spun around to see Ragged Kit and his litter mate, Scorch Kit, standing a couple of tail lengths away. And what are you, she demanded, facing up the big dark tabby. You and Start's Scorch Kit are still kits last time I, I looked. But we'll be apprentices soon, Ragged Kit retorted. It'll be moons and moons before you start training. Yeah, Scorch Kit licked one ginger paw and drew it over his ear. We'll be warriors by then. 
In your dreams, Rowan Kit batted up to stand next to Yellow Kit, while Nut Kit flanked her other side. There are rabbits who'd make better warriors than you two. Scorch Kit crouched down, his muscles tensed to leap on them, but Ragged Kit blocked him with his tail. They're not worth it, he meowed loftily. Come on, Runch, watch us. We'll show you some real battle moves. You're not our mentors, Nut Kit snapped. All you do is mess up our game. Your game? Ragged Kit rolled his eyes like you wouldn't go squealing into the nursery if Windclan had actually attacked our camp. Would not, Rowan Kit exclaimed. Ragged Kit and Scorch Kit ignored her, tucking their backs on the younger kits. You attack me first, Scorch Kit ordered Ragged Kit, dashing past his litter mate and aiming a blow at Scorch Kit's ear. Scorch Kit swung away and pounced on Ragged Kit's tail. Ragged Kit rolled him over onto his back, all four paws ready to defend himself. Annoyed as she was, Yellowfang couldn't help admiring the older Toms. Her paws itched to practice their battle moves, but she knew that she and her litter mates would only get, this, would get sneered at if they tried. Come on, Nutkit urged her. Let's go see if there are any mice in the brambles. You won't catch any, even if there are, Ragged Kit meowed, rising to his paws and shaking Debris from his fur. I wouldn't, I wasn't talking to you, Nutkit's fur bristled and he bared his needle-sharp teeth. Kitty pet. For a moment, all five kittens froze. Yellow Kit could feel her heart pounding. Like her littermate, she had heard the elders gossiping, wondered who had fathered Ragged Kit and Scorch Kit, asking one another if it could be true if Feather, if Feather Storm's mate had been a kitty pet. The young she-cat had often strayed into two-legged place, and she had nev- never been obviously close to any of the toms in the clan. But Yellow Kit knew that she was that it was something you should never, never say out loud. Raggy Kit took a pl- pace closer to N- Nutkit, stiff-legged with fury. What? Did you just call me? He snarled, his voice dangerously quiet. Nutkit's eyes were wide and scared, but he didn't back down. Kitty pet, he repeated. A real growl came to Ragged Kit's throat. Scorch Kit's gaze darkened, and he flexed his claws. Neither of them looked one bit like a soft, fluffy kitty pet. Yellow Kit braced herself to defend her kitty, her litter mate. Nut Kit, Yellow Kit turned at the sound of their mother's voice. Bright Flower was standing beside the thorn bush that shielded the nursery hollow. Her orange tabby tail was twitching in annoyance. Nutkit, if you can't play sensibly, then you'll, then you'd better come back here. You too, N- Yellow Kit and Rowan Kit. I won't have you fighting. Not fair, Nutkit muttered as all three littermates began trailing towards the nursery. He scuffed his paws through the pine needles on the ground. They started it. They're just stupid kitty pets, Rowan Kit whispered. So these kids have got some spice. Yellow Kit couldn't resist glancing over her shoulder as they reached the thorn bush. Ragged Kit and Scorch Kit stood in the middle of the clearing, glaring at them. The force of Ragged Kit's anger scared her and fascinated her at the same time. Behind it, she could sense something else, a black space that echoed with fearful questioning. 
she thought of her own father, Brackenfoot, who told stories of patrols and hunting and gatherings at Fort Trees, who let his kits scramble all over him and pretend to be a fox so they could attack him. Yellow Kit loved him and wanted to be like him. What must it be like not knowing who your father is, especially if every cat thinks he was a kitty pet? When Yellow Kit realized that Raggy Kit's gaze had locked with hers, with a squeak of alarm, she ducked underneath the branches that tumbled down into the nursery after her little mates. Chapter 2 I'm bored, Nutkit complained. Let's go play in the warrior's den. Yellow Kit blinked at him. Are you mouse-brained? The warriors will rip our pelts off. Three sunrises had passed since the quarrel with Ragged Kit and Scorch Kit. Yellow Kit still felt uneasy around them and tried to avoid them around the camp. You're a scaredy mouse, Nutkit taunted her. Go on, peek under the bush. I dare you. I can't back down now, Yellow Kit thought, bracing herself as she gazed across the clearing to the thick bramble bush where the warrior slept. Like all the shadow clan dens, theirs was a shallow dip in the ground, tethered, sheltered by tightly woven thorns and enclosed by the circle of brambles. The den surrounded a clearing beneath pine trees, with the entrance to the camp at one end and a large lichen-covered rock, known as the clan rock, at the other. Rowan Kit nudged Yellow Kit. Do it. Bright flowers got her eye on us. Look over there. She angled her ears. She she angled her ears towards where Brightflower and Brackenfoot were sharing a vole beside the fresh kill pile. In between mouthfuls, Brightflower was turning her head to check up on the kits. A wave of affection for her mother washed over Yellow Kit. I'm glad I look like her, she thought. She had seen her own reflection in a puddle once and almost thought she was gazing at a tiny copy of Brightflower. Though her pet was gray, not orange tabby like her mother's, she had the same broad, flat face, snub nose, and wide-set amber eyes. I want to be just like her, and just like my father, Yellow Kit thought, a warrior and a queen. I'll have lots of kits, and I'll bring them up to be great warriors for our clan. I know a game, she announced. You'll be my kits, and I'll teach you how to catch frogs. Okay, Rowan Kit sat in front of Yellow Kit and wrapped her tail neatly around her paws. Nutkit rolled his eyes but said nothing as he came to sip, said Rowan Kit. Yellow Kit let, let out a hiss. I've never seen such untidy kits, she scolded. Nutkit, have you been rolling around in the brambles? And, and Rowan Kit, just look at your chest for Give it a good look right now. Rowan Kit let out a tiny meow of amusement as she started to lick her chest fur. Nutkit wriggled as Yellow Kit used her to pick imaginary thorns out of his pelt. This is a dumb game, he muttered, and your, and your pelt's not so great either. Yellow Fang gave him a little sweat to the ear. Don't you dare speak to your mother like that. Imagine if your parents did this. She stood back, checking her littermate's fur carefully, and then nodded much better. Now Kit's listening. We're going to learn how to catch a frog. Nutkit, pay attention! She flipped her tail over her brother's ears as she watched the jerky flight of the white butterfly. The most important thing to remember about frogs is that they jump. Can I be the frog? 
Can I, Rowan Kit asked, bouncing up and down in excitement. I can jump really high. Yellow Kit let out an, a sigh of exasperation. No, you've got to listen. Bright flowers padded across the clearing towards them, her eyes warm and amused. That looks like a good game, she meowed. Yellow Fig, you'll make a great... Yellow Kit, I'm so sorry. You'll make a great queen one day. And a warrior, Yellow Fang insisted. Of course, Bright Flower purred, if that's what you want. It is. I'll be the best, Yellow Kit broke off as she sprouted Cedar Star emerging from his den beneath the oak tree. The clan leader bounded across the clearing and leapt up onto the clan rock. Let all cats old enough to catch their own play join here beneath the clan rock for a meeting, he yowled. And if you notice, he uses the same call that ThunderClan cats use, except he says Clan Rock instead of High Rock. <sighs> Yellowfang turned to her mother. What's happening? Wait and see, Brightflower replied. Come and sit with me and your father. Sweeping her tail around all three kits, Brightflower led them across the clearing to where Brackenfoot sat beneath the fresh kilt sat beside the fresh kill pile. Meanwhile, more of the clan cats were gathering. Sage Whisker, the medicine cat, slid out from her den in the shadow of the clan rock and sat down facing her leader. Pool Cloud, her belly heavy with kits, hauled herself out of the nursery and padded slowly over to the entrance of the warrior's den where her mate Toadskip had just appeared. I wonder if they've ever had the queen come out to see the clan meeting and right when he's about to announce these new warriors she's great like somebody goes the kids are coming <laughs> poor apprentices they they don't they don't get to be warriors because the the lady was having children <laughs> all right ashpaw bounded up to join those two the other two apprentices frogpaw and newtpaw what's with the lizards broke off from their play fighting shook their pelts and said down to listen. Crowtail, Arch-Eye, and Hollyflower, two senior warriors, pushed their way out of the warrior's den. Finally, Ragged Kit and Scorch Kit appeared from the nursery, followed by their mother, Featherstorm. Their fur was gleaming, and they paced proudly across the camp to stand in front of the crowd of cats. Yellow Kit suddenly realized what was going on. They're going to be made apprentices. Bright flower responded, Nutkit, stop scratching your ear. I wish it was our turn, Nutkit whispered to Yellowfig. Yellowkit, we've got to wait forever. Yellowkit nodded, four whole moons. Raggedkit and Scorchkit look so grown up. She thought, I can't believe I'll ever be an apprentice. Cedarstar looked at the two older kits. Cats of Shadow Clan, today we are gathered for... Yellowfing stirred squirm, trying to get comfortable. Her hind paw was tingling as if she stepped on a thorn. She twisted herself around in an attempt to see it. Setterstar broke off, looking down at her. Yellow kit! Bright flower hissed. Stop wriggling. I got a thorn in my paw! Yellow kit wailed. Keep still and let me look. Bright flower peered at Yellowfang's paw and gave a brief sniff. There's nothing there, she snapped. Stop fussing and listening to Setter Star. Yellowkit realized that all of her clanmates were staring at her. She wished she could just sink into the earth floor of the camp and disappear. Sorry, she muttered, hanging her head.
Her paw was still painful, but she gritted her teeth and tried to ignore it. Cats of Shadow Clan, said her starving can again. We are here for one of the most important ceremonies in the life of any clan, the making of new apprentices. Ragged Kit and Scorch Kit have reached their sixth moon, and it's time for them to begin their training. A murmur of appreciation came from the surrounding cats, who thought Yellow Kit had, had quite compliments from Toad Skip, who's sitting nearby. Training half kitty pets, he muttered. Darjai, we'll be making hedgehogs into apprentices next. Yellow Kit started to bristle, but Ragged Kit and Scorch Kit hadn't overheard their clan and mate's unkind words. The two kits stood with their heads and tails erect and their whiskers quivering. Yellow Kit thought they looked as if they would burst with pride. Ragged Kit, come forward, said her star beckoned to the dark tabby with his tail. Brackenfoot, he went on, you are ready for another apprentice and you will be a mentor to Ragged Paw. I trust you will pass on to him your warrior skills and your loyalty to your clan. My father's going to be Ragged Paw's mentor, a tingle of jealousy shot through Yellow Kit. Now Brackenfoot will spend more time with Ragged Paw than he does with us. Brackenfoot dipped his head. You can trust me, said her star. He meowed. Yeah, trust him. I'm talking about the apprentice. Alright, Ragged Paw trotted towards him, and Brackenfoot stepped forward to touch noses with his new apprentice. As they withdrew into the circle of waiting, watching cats, Setter Stark called Scorch Kit forward. Crowtail, Scorch Paw will be your first apprentice, the clan leader meowed. You have proven yourself a warrior, and I know you will pass on all you have learned to him. Her eyes shining, the small black she-cat padded into the clan rock and gazed up at her leader. I shall do my best, said her star, she responded. Scorchpaw bounded over to her, and the two cats touched noses. Raggedpaw, Scorchpaw, every cat in the clan yowled the new names, but pressed forward to congratulate the two new apprentices. But Yellow Kit and her littermates hung back. They're not so great, Nightkit muttered. Wait till we're apprentices. We'll show them. Now that the meeting was over, Yellow Kit flopped down on her side and brought her hind leg forward so that she could take a good look at her paw. Pain was still throbbing through it, but however much she probed between her pads, she couldn't find the thorn. Sitting up, she saw that Brackenfoot and Crowtail were leading their new apprentices through the gap in the brambles that circled the camp. They're going to see the territory, Yellow Kit thought enviously. I wish I could go with them. But right now, she could hardly put her hind paw on the ground. Maybe I should go see Sage Whisker. But as Yellow Kit made her way towards the medicine cat den, hopping awkwardly on three legs, sounds like a certain thunderclad apprentice, she saw a patrol emerging from the tunnel to camp. Mudclaw was in the lead with Mousewing, both carrying mice. Nettlespot followed, dragging along a squirrel nearly as big as she was. Deer Leap, one of the most senior warriors, had caught a blackbird. Last of all came the young, pale brown warrior Lizard Stripe, limping as if her hind paw was hurting her too. Better see Sage Whisker about that thorn, Mudclaw mumbled through his mouthful of prey. Your paw might get infected if, if it's not seen to. I'm on my way, Lizard Stripe sounded irritated. This is the last time I'll go chasing mice through a, under a thorn bush. She limped past Yellow Kit and vanished between the rocks into the medicine cat's den. 
Yellow Kit waited patiently until Wizard Blizzard Stripe emerged, again this time walking almost normally. Thanks, Sage Whisker, the, war the warrior called over her shoulder. Sage Whisker poked her head from her den. Give it a good look, she instructed, and see me again tomorrow so I can make sure it hasn't gotten infected. Yellow Fang stumbled forward, ready to tell Sage Whisker about the thorn in her own foot, but when she put her hind paw on the ground, she realized the pain was gone. The thorn must have fallen out. She looked around her, trying to see it in the grass, but there was nothing that looked sharp enough. Oh, oh well, as long as I don't hurt anymore. She pressed her paw harder to the ground to make sure it was truly better. Hey, Yellow Kit, Rowan Kit's voice interrupted her. Yellow King... Yellow Kit looked up to see both her littermates standing beside a broken tree stump, not far from the elders' den. New branches had started to sprout from the, the remains of the trunk, making a shady cave. Come over here, Nick Kit squealed. We found the fox in our cups. We've got to drive them out from our camp. For a heartbeat, Yellow Kit believed him, and then her neck fur bristled. Then she realized it was just another game. Oh, yes, the elders will make really scary foxes. Silver Flame was peering out of the elders' den as Yellow Kit batted over to join her littermates. Her first on an end and her teeth were bare. This is our den, Silver Flame hissed. Stay away or I'll strip your fur off and feed you to my cubs. Go on, attack them. Little Bird peered over at Silver Flames with, with her nice ginger pelt. She looked like a fox cub. I just fancy a nice fat kit. No, Yellow Fang Yellow, this is a Shadow Clan cat. No fox is allowed. She hurled herself at Silver Flame, attempting to grab hold of the old she cat's fur. Silver Flame batted her with soft paws, her claws sheathed. Rowan Kit and Nut Kit raced out of the den. Out, out, out! Nut Kit squeaked. <laughs> Yellow Kit and Silver Flame rolled into the open. Yellow Kit ended up on top, clinging to Silver flame's belly fur. Do you give in? She demanded. No more eating cats? No more, I promise, Silver Flame responded. Then she let out a gusty sigh. Go on. My own bones won't stand much more of this. As Yellow Kit bounced off of her, Silver Flame sat up and shook her gray and orange pelt, panting a little as she caught her breath. She blinked affectionately at Yellow Kit and a purr rose in her throat. Well fought, little one, she meowed. I can see you're going to be one of the best warriors in Shadow Clan. You're right about that, thought Yellow Kit, her chest swelling with pride. Watch out, foxes. Chapter 3 Yellow Kit found it hard to get to sleep that night. She had often complained about the nursery seeming too crowded. But now that Ragged Pot and Scorch Pot had left for the apprentice's den, it felt oddly empty. Featherstorm had returned to the warrior's den, so the only cats in the nursery besides Yellow Kit and her littermates were Bright Flower and Pool Cloud, whose kits were close to being born. I'll never get to sleep if Pool Cloud keeps snoring, Yellow Kit thought, crossly wriggling around in the moss and pine needles that lined the floor of the nursery. Keep still, Bright Flower meowed drowsily. How is any cat supposed to get any rest? With a snort of annoyance, Yellow Kit curled up and wrapped her tail over her nose. Peering over the top of it, she could just make out Rowan Kit, tucked close to their mother's side, and Nut Kit sprawled on the moss, his legs and tail twitching as if he was dreaming about racing through the forest. I wish Star Clan would send me a good dream, Yellow Kit thought. 
She slept at last, only to wake, wake again with a start. A faint dawn light was filtering through the brambles. Poolclad was still snoring softly. Brightflower and Rowankit were curled up together. Nutkit was squirming about the bedding, letting out soft, soft moans of pain. Yellowkit realized what had woken her. Her belly felt heavy, and every couple of heartbeats of pain shot through it. I guess Nutkit's belly is hurting, too. She prodded her brother gently with her paw. Do you have cramps in your belly? she whispered. Nutkit's eyes blinked open, and he peeped blearily at his sister. How'd you know? My belly's aching, aching too, Yellowkit retorted, wincing as another deep cramp coursed through her. She pressed her belly hard against the moss, as if she could squash the pain out of it. We've got to tell Brightflower, she grunted. She'll get sage whisker. No, Nutkit's eyes stretched wide with alarm. Yellowkit, don't, please. Why not, Yellowkit asked. She narrowed her eyes at her brother. What have you been up to? Before Nutkit could reply, Brightflower raised her head, twitching her whiskers with an annoyance. Will you kit settle down, she began. There isn't enough time for playing. You, she broke off. Her gaze grew more intense, swiveling from Nutkit to Yellowkit and back again. What's the matter? Our bellies are hurting, Yellowkit replied, her words ending with a low wail as her another wave of pain surged over her. Please get sage whisker. Before she had finished speaking, Brightflower had risen to her paws, careful not to disturb Rowan Kit, and patted across the moss to give each of her kits a careful sniff. Have you been eating any something you shouldn't? she asked. Tell me quickly now, Sage Whisker will need to know. No why another gasp of pain interrupted Nutkit. All right, he went on when he could speak again. I found a dead sparrow among the brambles yesterday. I only tasted it to see what it was like. Nutkit! Brightflower let out a sigh of expiration. You know what I've told you about eating crow food. You too, Yellowkit. How could you be so stupid? But I didn't, Yellowkit protested. Her mother gazed at her sternly. Eating crow food is bad, and lying about it is even worse, she meowed. Hot indignation surged through Yellowkit, almost driving out the pain in her belly. I'm not lying, she insisted. I never even saw the stupid sparrow. Tell her, Nutkit. I didn't see Yellowkit there, but Nutkit's words ended in a groan. And how do you suppose you got a bellyache if you didn't eat it? Brightflower's tail twitched her tail tip angrily. I'm very disappointed in both of you, especially you, Yellowkit. Now come outside so you don't disturb Rowankit and Poolcloud. I'll get Sage Whisker. Yellowkit didn't argue any more. She scrambled out of the moss and pine needles. Still simmering with the indignation, she crambled up the stone of the hollow and wriggled under the branches of the thorn bush. The sky above the pine trees was pale with the approach of dawn. Just inside the entrance to the camp, Mousewing was on guard, his black pelt barely visible against the brambles. He yawned and stretched, not noticing Bright Flower as she bounded across the clearing to the medicine cat's den. Wincing from the pain in her belly, Yellow Kit flopped down beside her brother and waited for her mother to reemerge from the den with Sage Whisker. You'd better tell Bright Flower the truth about eating that sparrow, Nutkit murmured. You're only making it worse for yourself. For the last time, I did not eat any dodgy sparrow, Yellow Kit snapped. I've got more sense. Nutkit gave her a disbelieving look, but said nothing more. 
A moment later, Sage Whisker emerged from her den and trotted across the nursery, followed closely by Bright Flower. Kit! the medicine cat exclaimed, dropping a bundle of leaves as she held it in front of Yellow Kit and Nut Kit. If it's not one thing, it's another. Have you no sense? What are you going to give us? Yellow Kit whimpered, sniffing at the leaves as another spasm curled her belly. Are you going to make us sick to get the bad stuff out of us? Sage Whisker gazed at her intently. That's exactly what I'm going to do, the medicine cat meowed. And this is the and this is the herb we need for it, Yarrow. Bending her head, she gave Nut Kit and and then Yellow Kit a long sniff. Bright Flower tells me you've been eating crow food, she continued. Nut Kit let out a moan of pain. It was only a mouthful or two, maybe. Sage Whiskers sighed, or three, or four. Now you know why we teach kids not to do that. Will they be okay? Bright Flower fretted, giving Nut Kit's ears a comforting lick. They'll be fine, Sage Whiskers assured her. Right, Kits, I want you to eat this yarrow. It will make you sick, and then your belly will feel a whole lot better. Nut Kit gave the herbs a suspicious glare. Are they yucky? The medicine cat nodded. They're pretty yucky, she admitted. But would you rather have a yucky taste or a bellyache? I'll eat them, I guess, Nutkit responded. Not here, please, Bright Flower meowed. We don't want a mess right outside the nursery. In spite of Nutkit's feeble protest, she picked up, picked him up by the scruff and carried him towards the edge of the camp. Sage Whisker padded alongside, carrying the yarrow, while Yellowkit followed, staggering a little as the pain boiled through her insides. By now the dawn light had strengthened, several warriors had emerged from their dens, and Stonetooth, the clan deputy, was organizing dawn patrols. Yellowkit felt a pang of envy as she spied Rag and Pond Scorchpaw with their mentors. She quickened her pace, stumbling a little, hoping the apprentices wouldn't spot her and ask her what in the world she was doing. In the shelter of the thorns at the end of the clearing, Sage Whisker laid the yarrow leaves in front of y- Nut Kit and the rest of the bundle in front of Yellow Kit. While Nut Kit was still hesitating, Yellow Kit lapped up the leaves, wincing at the bitter juice that filled her mouth. Yuck, she gasped, gagging as she tried to swallow. After a few heartbeats, she managed to force the vile stuff down. Almost at once, she felt her belly, her belly give an enormous heave, and she vomited up several, mouth, up several mouthfuls of slime. She passed her tongue over her lips trying to get rid of the taste. That's good, Sage Whisker murmured approvingly as Nutkit brought up the contents of his belly. Bright Flower, take them back to the nursery. They should sleep now. When they wake, they can have some milk, but no food today. I'll check on them later. Thank you, Sage Whisker. Bright Flower dipped her head to the medicine cat. And let that be a lesson for you, she added to her kits. No more crow food. But I didn't eat crow food, Yellowkit's indignation surged again now that her belly didn't hurt anymore. It's not fair. Why won't any cat believe me? Bright Flower let out a hiss. No more, she meowed. I won't punish you for lying this time because you suffered enough, but don't let it happen again. Without waiting for Yellowkit's response, she grabbed Nutkit by the scruff and headed for the nursery. Yellowkit patted after them her head down and her tail drooping. Her belly was sore from vomiting, and she could still taste the bitter yarrow, but what made her really miserable was the thought that her mother believed she was a liar. 
Yellow Kit pushed her way into the open, yawning and arching her back in a long stretch. She was bored. Behind her in the nursery, Nut Kit was still asleep, half buried in the moss, as if he was exhausted from his disturbed night and his upset belly. But I feel fine, Yellow Kit thought, except my belly's growling. Bright Flower just reminded her that Sage Whisker had said that she and Nut Kit couldn't eat until tomorrow. I'd never last that long, Yellow Kit wailed inwardly. I'll be as weak as a mouse. Blinking, she glanced around the camp. Hollyflower and Crowtail were sharing tongues outside the warrior's den, while the elders were gossiping in a patch of warm sand beside the tree stump. Yellow Kit caught a scrap of their conversation, sent that wind warrior squealing all the way back to his camp, Lizard Fame meowed. We don't put up with any nonsense for WindClan in my day, let me tell you. No, and not from ThunderClan either, Silverflame purred. Yellowkit's heart swelled with love for the old she-cat. Maybe I go over there, she'll tell me a story. Then she shook her head. No. Her, she shook her head. No, more likely I'd have to listen to Lizardfang yakking on about all the WindClan warriors he's chased off. In the middle of the clearing, Rowan Kit was playing by herself, tossing a ball of moss into the air and catching it on her tiny extended claws. Yellow, Fang, Yellow Kit didn't feel like joining in. I wish I could go out and explore the territory like Ragged Pot and Scorched Paw. Flicking her tail and trying not to look if she were going anywhere special, Yellow Kit plodded across the camp towards the fresh kill pile. The sun was shining and the patches of sky visible through the trees were a clear in the air and and the leaves of the huge oak tree where Setter Star made his den were beginning to turn yellow. Green leaf was coming to an end. Yellow Kit felt hungrier than ever when she approached the fresh kill pile and the intensening sense of the vole and squirrel flooded her jaws. She absolutely had to have something to eat or she was if she was going to sneak out of camp. One little mouse couldn't hurt. Hey Yellow Kit Yellowkit jumped guiltily. Turning to see who was calling her, she, she spotted Sage Whisker sunning herself in the entrance to her den. Uh-oh, nothing until tomorrow, the medicine cat warned her. I'm surprised you can even think about eating it. I'm starving, Yellowkit replied. Sage Whisker stifled a purr of amusement. Would you rather have a bellyache, little kit? Yellowkit scuffled her forepaws in the earth of the camp floor. I guess not. Why don't you come and help me with a few things, the medicine cat suggested. All apprentices are out, and I need someone to give me a paw sorting my herbs. I might take your mind off your empty belly. Okay, Yellow Kit perked up. She liked the sharp scent of herbs in the medicine cat den, and she needed something to stop herself from thinking about food. She followed Sage Whisker back into the den. Beyond the narrow entrance... That lay between two boulders, a tiny clearing opened out, edged by thick clumps of fern. At the far side, a pool of clear water reflected the pine trees above. The herbs are over here, Sage Whisker padded to one side in the clearing. I dig holes in the ground to keep them fresh and then cover them with fern fronds. She picked up one of the fronds and laid it inside. Yellowkit peered at the hole beneath, a few withered leaves at the bottom. That's marigold, Sage Whisker meowed. It's good for infected wounds, but as you can see, these scraps aren't much good. Lift them out and pile them up by the entrance. Later, I can carry all the rubbish out of the camp. 
while Yellowcat obeyed Sage Whisker uncovered the next hole, which hold only two or, which held only two or three shriveled berries. She, should I add those to the pile? Yellowcat asked, dipping her paw into the hole ready to scoop out the berries. Sage Whisker shook her head, flicking her tail across the blo- to block Yellowcat's paw. No, those are juniper berries. I know they're past their best, but they're so useful for belly aching and shortness of breath, I won't dare throw them away until the fresh ones are ready. It won't be long, though, thanks, Darkland. Yellowcat nodded, giving the berries an interesting sniff. Silver Flame wheezes sometimes, she remarked. Do you give her juniper berries? I do, Sage Whisker gipped her head. You're learning fast, Yellowkit. Yellowkit felt proud of herself. This is so useful. I know about herbs and everything when I'm a warrior. What's the next hole, she asked. These are daisy leaves, Sage Whisker replied, uncovering a a pile of fresh leaves. Good for lizard fangs, aching joints. I only collected them yesterday, so we don't have... So we don't have to throw them out. Yellowkit followed her along the row of holes while Sage Whisker told her about each different herb, what they were used for, sorting out the withers, withered ones so Yellowkit could pile them up at the entrance. There, finished. Sage Whisker meowed, at the at last, dusting off her paws. Well done, Yellowkit. You've been a great help. It was fun. Yellowkit replied, realizing with a start that it was true. I had no idea about how much you have to learn to be a medicine cat, and your belly feels fine now? Yellowkit nodded. Still empty, though, she meowed. Sage Whisker touched Yellowkit, Yellowkit's ear with her nose. Then you remember to stay away from crow food in the future. Yellowkit heaved a deep sigh. Yes, okay, she muttered. There wasn't any point of arguing. She knew no cat was going to believe her. But if, but if it wasn't crow food, she asked herself, patting back to the nursery. What did my... What did make my belly ache like nut kits? Anyway, that's all for now. I didn't want to make this episode too long, but I hope all you people who just cannot um, get around to finding a way to get your hands on Yellow Fang Secret enjoyed this. I'm probably going to make a part two and part three, and possibly part four, because I could only get through about three chapters. Because if there's a two-hour episode just to cover eight chapters, it's just not going to be that to listen to sorry this episode took too long too long and i'll see you in the next episode